last couple of weeks, we've been dealing with the father. And so often when we look at our parents, our mother, our father, we, we tend to examine different things and different emotions comes up based on where you were with them and where you were at. Different emotions, different feelings. If they were great, you feel they were great. If they were bad, you might feel they were bad. But we have a father. We have a pattern that has been proven unto us. Love never fails. When you've done all, love never fails. No moment, no time, no matter what you have done or yet doing, God still loves you. If you sin it, he don't like your sinning. He don't like your actions. But that don't stop him from loving you. That's the pattern that we have been shown. So if your pattern of your natural mother or your natural father wasn't all that you needed or wasn't there, at a certain point and stage in your life, you got to get over. And you got to make the decision, am I going to continue to do what they've done, if it was good or bad, or I'm going to look to God and say, God, based on the family, based on the things that you are calling for me to do, I'm going to look to you. Because the kids that you have given me, you know the plan that, and the purpose that you have for them. So some of the things that mama and dad gave me, I might can use. Some of them I might can't use. But when I look to you, everything that that individual seed need, you're going to make sure that I have it for that individual child. We thank our parents and our fathers that was great. But even when they wasn't great, even when they didn't do things that you might have thought they should have done or could have done. We can still look to God because, you know, sometimes we go miss it. We ain't going to always hit it right on point. But when we look to God and depend on God, he going to make it all work out for our good. We don't know how it's going to turn around, but it's going to all work out for our good. The pattern of the father. So we're going to go in this word and see some of the things that we see. John 3:16. His love is sacrificial. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He did this to give us new life so that we could spend eternity with him. This is true sacrificial and unconditional love for us. That's what he's done for us. Number two, 1 John 3 and 1, we are the children of God. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. 
Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. God loved us so much, he adopted us into the family as his sons and as his daughters. It's one thing when you have your natural kids. But when you are willing to adopt somebody else, go that extra mile, go that extra step and say, you know what? I'm going to love you. You might then come out of my loins, but I'm going to love you. You're going to be a part of my family. And you're going to have the benefits just like my natural kids is going to take place and have. That's what he did for us. That's the pattern that he's showing us. And the third one is Matthew 18, 12 through 14. What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the 99 and go to the mountain to seek that one that is straying? And if he find him, surely I say, he rejoiced more that that sheep over that one than the 99 that did not astray. Even so, it is not the will of the Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. At one time, we was that one. We was not always in the foe. We was not always living right. We was not always doing what we needed to do. But in the midst of our situation, he came to get us out of that place. That's how much our heavenly father loves us. Because he wanted to bring us back unto him. Sometimes my parents would be like, you know what? Until you get all stupid, call me. Not that you're not believing that they come back. But sometimes you're dealing with your situation, trying to deal with their situation, and it can be overwhelming and frustrating. But even when we get frustrated, our God and our Father do not get frustrated. <laughs> Even when we want to give up on them, there's no question. God do not want to give up on you. There's no question. There's no doubt. He loves you despite of yourself. Despite of your ugly day. He yet loves us. Four, Matthew 7, 9 through 11. He gives us good gifts. Oh, what man is among you? If his son asks for bread, will he give him a stone? Or if his son asks for fish, will he give him a serpent? If then, being evil, knowing how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? God knows how to give us good gifts. As we delight in him, those things that you are yet believing for, he know how to give you that good gift. If you ask him for a serpent, no. He's not going to give you a serpent. If it's going to be a serpent in your life, no, he's not going to give you that. Because he knows what's best for us. And as we delight ourselves in him, he continues to show us, even some of those things that we think we want, oh no, you really don't want that. That ain't going to end up right for you. 
That don't mean somebody else can't have it. But he knows what's a serpent in our hand. And as we renew our mind and transfer our mind in the things of Christ, he'll show us what's good for us and what's not good for us. Because everything that look good on some people don't look good on everybody. That don't matter that the store have it. You got to know that mm, it look good on sister, but it don't look good on me. <laughs> so our Heavenly Father know how to give us a good gift. And when he give you a good gift, it's going to look good on you. You're going to wear it well. Matthew 5, 6, the 6th chapter and the 8th verse. He knows before we ask. Therefore, do not be like them, for your father knows the things you have need of before you even ask him. This is a lifetime. Even before we ask, he knows what we have need of. We still have to ask, but he already knows. As a parent, I don't know what my kids need of if they don't open their mouth and ask me. Sometimes they give you signals and signs. If a baby is crying, okay, either you hungry or you, you, you wet. We try to figure it out. But our Heavenly Father already knows what we have need of. Six, John 14, 15 through 17, he gives us his spirit. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he would abide with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it, either, it neither sees me nor him. But you know him, for he dwells with and in you. That's one of the greatest gifts that the Father has given to us through Christ Jesus is his Holy Spirit. Because it said the Spirit is going to guide us into all truth. The Spirit is going to bring those things back to our remembrance that we don't even distinguish or recognize right now. It is the Spirit that empowers us to become true children and followers of Christ. It is through his Spirit. Number seven, Romans 8, 15 through 16. His Spirit testifies to our spirit. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Father himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The spirit not only empowers us to walk, live for Jesus, but it testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. So that's the pattern of our father. He loved us so much, he sent his son. When we was yet in sin, he left the 99 to come save us. And everything that concerns us, he has empowered us with the spirit of God to help us know the truth, and to be able to walk this truth out, which he has given us. That is awesome. And that's why how, how in the natural we wash up, 
And if we don't, you can tell somebody hadn't. That's the same way in the spirit. We got to get up daily and wash. With the washing of the word. I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't skip a day without bathing. Sick or not sick, I'm a yet still bathe. And that's the same way it got to be with the word. Because we got to wash this, wash this off, wash this world off. We come against so much on a daily basis. It's coming through our eye gate. It's coming through our ear gate. It's all coming at us. And we got to keep our mind on him. And you got to remind yourself what the word has said based on your condition, your circumstance, because the enemy going to come. He going to bring doubt in that, that situation. He going to bring uncertainty in that situation. But you have to stand on what God has said concerning you. How long is it going to take? Until he come? Until that particular situation is changed in your life? So I can't tell you how long you're going to have to stand on that word. But you're going to stand until it's manifested in your situation. Because you yet got to have faith. You yet got to believe that God can do it for you. He's not a respecter of persons. What he's done for one, he's able to also do for you. But you got to trust him. And when the enemy is coming, is coming, you got to fight him with the word of God. And that's why you have to wash on a daily basis. And sometimes not just wash, wash your face, get your makeup on, put your good, clean clothes on. No matter how you feel, because sometimes you might not truly feel like it. But when you are believing God, you got to go beyond what you feel. And pull on his strength and say, Lord, in this situation, I need you to help me. Because love never fails. We're going to look at the Corinthians church. And we're going to 1 Corinthians 13. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 13. And how Paul had to come and tell the Corinthians. They felt they was better than each other. I am, of a, I am of Paul. I am of Cephas. Paul said, is Christ divided? They thought their spiritual gifts was going to make it. So when we look at the Father as our example, now the Father is going to show us how to love properly. And as I was studying, it was just like, okay, God, I'm, I'm first. Help me. Because when you read Corinthians, sometimes you see where you done missed it. Straight up missed it. Because sometimes we are not doing it like he want us to do it. So Paul had to let the Corinthians know, because of your gifts and you don't have love, you, you ain't better than nobody else. And some of us, we performing and doing, we giving to the poor, we helping the needy, but we're not doing it out of love. So I'm just doing it to say, hey, I, I, I was able to do that. 
Sometimes our motives, our intentions is not right, yet we're still, still doing it. And you know how we are if it's good? We take the credit. <laughs> I did that. If it's bad, we blame somebody else. We blame somebody else. So where do we take the ownership of where, you know what? I, I, I missed the mark there. I missed the mark. And where we keep it moving? We got to keep it moving. When I was, before I even knew I had to speak and just my meditation with Christ. And it's funny how he give you stuff and then you say, oh, you gave me that because you knew this day was coming. And I was thinking about my boys and their raising and God has blessed us. I am thankful unto God for what God has done for my sons. Um, and so often I would say, oh, yeah, it's because of me. The mama. If I wasn't in this, this, this wouldn't be like this. God said, huh? It ain't because of you. It's because of me. Because he knew what those boys was going to need. And a part of it he gave to me. And a part of it he gave to their dad. But the big part was God. So if he allowed me to be raised in a godly two-parent home, great. Because he knew what those sons was going to need. So I can't take the credit. I can't make it seem like, oh, Eva did it. Eva, you did not do it. Because the balance that y'all needed in your household, you know God did it, and it didn't all come from you. Because back in the day, we go on vacation, and it was a Sunday. We didn't go to church. I'm like, we need to go to church. We need to go to church. God was all right with you having a vacation and not going to church on Sunday. It's, it's about not forsaking him. God had to show, no, they need more than church, 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 because it's a real world out here that they're going to have to deal with, and you need to be able to walk them through going to a party, driving, dealing with females. You need to be able to walk them through. So there has to be a balance. So the, all that didn't come from the mom Eve. It did not. <laughs> so in the relationship, we help balance each other so those boys can get what they're needed. So I can't take it like I made it happen. It was God. Because he was working it out, not for my good, not even just for their good, for, for his good. So we can't take the credit for what God is doing. And even when it's not going the way you think it should go or want to go, we got to be in that position as an intercessor. Have you ever been on the plane? You got the aisle seat, you got the middle seat, and then you got the one next to the, uh, the window. When you are intercessor, you are in that middle seat. You are praying to God on behalf of another. The middle seat is uncomfortable. When we travel, me and my husband, typically, I get the middle seat. If I'm leaning on him, I'm okay. But if somebody next to me, perfume, not smelling right, not that can be uncomfortable. Right. Uncomfortable. Right. Sleeping and snoring and you trying to be like, listen, take in consideration <laughs> that you're not the only one on this plane. And you're not sitting by yourself. Come on. <laughs> But that place can be uncomfortable. 
But sometimes when we are praying on the behalf of others, if that's our kids, if that's our spouse, that can be an uncomfortable position. But we are yet believing God to do something. So that's why you have to be uncomfortable. Because when you don't like what you see, you need to be uncomfortable and you need to pray that God fix this. You need to pray that God worked this out. You need to pray that God changed their mind. Because you can see them going in a direction that's not right. So that's why we intercede. So then when God do it, and when God changed their mind, when God changed their heart, we still can't take the credit. We got to say God did it. God fixed the, the kids. God fixed the circumstances. God changed my husband. God changed my wife. God changed my finances. Whatever you are interceding for, we got to trust and believe God and thank God for fixing it. All right. First Chronicles 13. Though I speak with tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clinging cymbal. I'm making noise. And though I have the gifts of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have faith so that I can move mountains, but have not love, I have nothing. They saying they prophesying. They understand mysteries. They understand knowledge. They have faith to move mountains. Let somebody have faith to move mountains. We're going to think they all that in a bowl of chips, right? But the word says, I can have all of that, but if I don't have love, I have nothing. So if we're doing it out of love, we have nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. He said the poor we're going to have with us always. When we give to the poor, we lend to Christ. But he said if we do all of that and not have love, it profits us nothing. So if I'm not going to get a profit from it, it sounds like I'm not going to get a reward for doing that if I don't do it in love. Love suffers long. Long suffering and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, mm. does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoice in the truth. Have you found yourself where you have been unloving with what I just read? Do we seek our own? Yes, we seek our own. <laughs> Do we want our own way? Yes, we want our own way. But it says, bears all things. I don't see a sum in there. I see all things. Believes all things. Hope all things. Endure all things. Can you see why we done missed it? 
and he need to help all of us. Love never fails. Whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, I believe they're talking about Christ, then that which is in part will be done away with. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put childish things away. For now we see in the mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I am known. Now abide in faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. I can have faith. I can have hope. But without love, I have nothing. We have to have love. Bears all things, hopes all things, believes all things. Let me amplify that seventh verse. Love bears all things, regardless of what comes. Believes all things, looking for the best in each one. Hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times. Endures all things without weakening. So today, saints, we got to get renewed in our love. Because it's been areas where we see where we missed it. Sometimes we do want our own way. Because we feel our way is the right way. But if our way is not God's way, it's not the right way. And even if it is God's way, sometimes he say, no, not today, not now. You can't have this. You can't do this. But that believing all things, bearing all things, hoping all things, and enduring all things, we want to give up. Sometimes we get frustrated with life. And we got to go back and say, God, do me over. Because we've all been in a place where, hey, enough is enough. But when we seek him and he renew us, he energizes us, he strengthens us as the spirit empowers us to keep on going. We can't feel we better than somebody. That's what Paul was trying to tell them. It's one Christ. You might do it a different way than I do it. You might say it a different way, but it's still one Christ. Stop looking at other people's circumstances, situations. Focus in on Christ. Believe God for what you believe in God for. Not being envious, not being jealous of what they got. They might can handle that right now and you can't get over it. And some things we won't and we just ain't put the time in it and that person put the time in it. So stop fooling yourself. Because it's going to bring forth if they have studied, if they have saved, whatever they have done. And if you haven't did it, you can't expect to have it. Because hard work will pay off. 
that is. But you got an equalizer that God can help you. That in the lane that you are in, you be the best you in your lane. That God, that you give this gift you have given me, let me be the best Eva. Other people got the same gifts Eva got. I can't look at them because their fingerprint is not my fingerprint and my fingerprint is not their fingerprint. So how I do it ain't going to be how they do it. But those who we are supposed to reach, those who I am supposed to reach, I'm going to be able to reach because of him. Don't get distracted. Let's continue to look to the author and the finisher of our faith. Seven mean completion. I am believing this month of July, God is going to complete some things. It's going to be done with. It's going to be over. I got some friends dealing with sickness, and I am believing God. This is their last month of all of this. And that eight going to be a new beginning as they walk into August. I'm believing for God so things in my own life. It's done in, uh, it's done in July. It's going to be complete in July. And August is going to be a new day and a new month. Because sickness is going around, coming back around. No, we got to tell that devil, no, it stops here. And we got to believe God is able to do it. Because he's not a respecter of persons. If he done it for one, he's able to do it for you also. But you got to believe. You got to want to be saying, I'm, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Enough is enough. And fight that good fight of faith. Because it's, it's God that wants us to, to win. And when I look at the Corinthian church, you know what, y'all? It wasn't about so much the individual. It was about us showing love to somebody else. It was about us doing what's right by somebody else. He says, Simon, Simon, do you love me? Feed my lambs. Lord, you know I love you. Simon, do you love me? Tend to my sheep. Lord, you know I love you. Simon, Simon, do you love me? Feed my sheep. What was he telling Peter? To help somebody else? Feed 10 was, uh, was not about Peter. So at the end of the day, when we say we love Christ, but we ain't helping other souls to get in, we ain't telling the truth. Because it's not about us. It's about showing the love of Christ. It's about the Holy Spirit empowering us to handle whatever we're going to have to handle. He already told us that they didn't love him. They're not going to love us. So get over it. But he's looking for us to still bear all things, believe all things, and yet hope all things despite how they treat us. That's why on days like this, we come here to get equipped because sometimes it's not even before you leave this place 
you're going to have to encounter some things. And that's going to show if the word fell on good ground or I need to, to get in a little more because some things yet still need to change in my life. Because we want it at the end of the day to bring forth fruit. And when we go to our jobs, when we go and deal with our families, we got to be that light. That's when we truly get into our ministry field. Not just if you got to call a ministry, ain't, ain't about that. We are ministers. But when you leave this place, is your light shining that others can see Christ? Are you helping somebody along the way? That's the love and a pattern that the Father has showed us. That is not about me. It's about him. And being about him is about helping others to be able to see him. We should be that reflection of him, though. When they see us, they still see, see him. If we at the grocery store, in the bank, or in somewhere impatient and cussing, do they see Christ? No. If we being rude to the waiter or waitress, are they seeing Christ? No. On our daily stuff, we got to measure up and say, okay, do, am I showing Christ? Or am I acting like the father that I really don't want to be like? <laughs> and that's the devil. Let's believe all things. Let's hope all things. Let's endure all things. Because at the end of the day, he know our heart. Samuel was going down and he's looking at all of the sons. Mm -mm. David didn't look like the one. David didn't have time to clean up and get ready, but David was the one. He said, man, look at the outward appearance, but I look in the heart. What's the heart of the matter? If it's not right, as you see yourself in the word, let's make the needed adjustments and keep it moving. We don't want to get stuck. We want to keep it moving. It is what it is. I see myself in the mirror. It didn't look right. Clean it, fix it, wipe it off, take it off, and keep it moving. Don't beat yourself up about it. There's no condemnation. It's about getting it right and keep it going. On today, saints, as we stand, we're about to close. Wherever you are at, Wherever you see yourself in the word. Ask God to help you. I thank him for the pattern of the father. But the example that he showed us as Paul talked to the Corinthian church. He's talking to destiny about that same thing today through me. And those that are watching online, are you loving the way that God wants you to love? Are you tired of being sick and tired? 
Do you have a spirit where you want to give up, throw in the towel? On today, we ask God to renew that place in you. It's not time to give up. You just need to get renewed in that area and keep on running. And he said the race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but it's going to be given to the one that endures to the end. You have come too far to stop right now. You got to endure to the end. You got to make it to that finish line. It get rough before you get to the end. You might get tired. You might get thirsty, but you got to keep on going. Because you didn't start this race to go back. Because all that we know, if we go back after being clean, he ain't going to bring one devil. He ain't going to bring two devils. He going to bring seven greater devils to fill that spot. And we can't go there. But he showed us how to love. Because he is love. So on today, we ask him to refresh us and to renew us. Areas where we haven't been loving in with our spouse and with our kids, with our co-workers, with our family. Help us to love. Areas where we wanted to give up and not bear all. Areas where we wanted to have literally our own way. Areas where we were puffed up in jealousy and envy. We, that's not of him. Lord, take that from each and every one of us that's hearing this. That when others see us, they see you and not we ourselves. That we will be that example. That we will have a burden for souls. That we will want to help somebody. Because you are good. And not just good for us, but good for everybody. Not to be selfish and not share your love to somebody else. Lord, help us on today is our prayer. Those that are watching, those that are sick and shut in, those that are traveling as they, they listen, meet them at the point of their needs right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, meet us. Because we all want love. We all want validation. We all want to know that we're loved. And we know we got it from you, but we want it naturally also. So help us to love others. Help us to be willing to go out of our way. Because you did it for us. And we are your disciples. Help us to watch what we say because words do hurt. And after they come out, we can't take them back. So help us to renew our mind on a daily basis. To wash it with the word of God. Despite what the enemy is trying to bring. Despite what the enemy is trying to say. We believe you. Those that are not saved have walked away. We believe they're turning and coming back home. That one, you left the 99 for the one, and we thank you. Those that have seen themselves, they're measuring up right now where they're at. Help me to be loving. Help me to show love in the areas where I've just missed it at or just haven't done it. Help me in the name of Jesus.
strengthen us in that area. Those that are saved and clean, but don't have the empowerment that we talked about of the Holy Ghost, that keeping power. Feel them. This day is our prayer. Those that are looking for a church home, let this place, your place, be their home. Because we would love to have them here. And we just thank you for it. We thank you for your word. Love never fails. It never ends. It never stops. When everything else ceases, love is still going to be there. Even though we can do some things, if we're doing it out of, without love, it's not profiting us nothing. So help us to measure up. And we thank you for it. That this month of July, some things will be complete in our lives. Because we are destined for deliverance. We are destined to move forward in you. And every unloving thing, everything that's been hindering us. We are done with it. In the name of Jesus. Lord, have your way and keep us as our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.